This is the All Sports Podcast devoted to your favorite teams in North Texas. Welcome to Ballsy, a production of the Dallas Morning News and Sports Day. Our weekly show is proudly hosted. Okay, strike that. Our show is hosted by Kevin Sherrington, Evan Grant, and myself. I'm David Moore, and who knows, maybe we'll have a special guest or two along the way. Catch other episodes by subscribing to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. We're also on social media. Just search Ballsy Podcast on Facebook and Twitter, and you'll be notified of the latest episode. Don't forget, it's Ballsy with a Z. Are you ready, sports fans? Ballsy starts now. Hello, everybody. Welcome into Ballsy, the Sports Day DFW Dallas Morning News Sports Podcast. I am Kevin Sherrington, joined by Evan Grant and David Moore, and this is our Rangers podcast. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) For some reason, you just decided to go with some dead air. Yes, it is our Rangers podcast, and we're going to expand it today to some baseball scandals. Baseball scandals. Are we going to talk about the history of baseball scandals? Why'd you whisper scandals? that way? Cheat week. Cheat week. Oh, man. I'm telling you, I don't know about all this kind of stuff. I don't know. We've, we've poo-pooed some of these you things. You say that about everything. I don't know about all this kind of stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, my gosh. I, that we home, didn't have that when I was growing up. When you watch the video of Jose Altuve running home <laughs> and telling them not to tear off his jersey, I know we you've, you've poo-pooed that. You poo-pooed. Would you want someone to tear off your shirt your your pullover when you're people would going not want to see right. that people would not want to see that uh but i i, I guess it's there's I, something the matter there i i guess look i've watched that video a hundred times and what people are talking about is that altuve told his teammates not to uh not to pull off his jersey he he tugged it closed and he went straight to the clubhouse and he came back up wearing the the um celebratory t-shirt that all the that all the teams are mandated to wear on the field so that baseball can sell some more t-shirts um when you put it into context hey all that stuff fits but when you in the context of were they wearing buzzers and and all this it, it 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 fits the narrative but at the same time i mean i'd like to believe this is a pretty modest guy he's a pretty he's a pretty uh expresses his faith a lot and he said that his wife you know did not like it when he had been. What does he do when of, he goes to the beach? Of his jersey. Is he wearing like a 1920s swimsuit? Uh, listen, I, I think the beach is a different situation than national look. TV. I love the 1920s suit. That, that is a weak, weak, weak excuse. Uh, listen, I, I, I mean, that if we're. I I'm not it. saying he's wearing a buzzer. I'm just saying. I want an explanation. I want a better explanation than that, that my wife doesn't like it if, listen, I, if, they, if they rip my jersey off. Then wear a T-shirt underneath listen, your jersey. Listen, let me say this. My gosh. Uh, if you want better explanations, let's start with how the Astros handled things at their fan fest this weekend, which is an absolute disaster. <laughs> what um, were they thinking? I don't know. I, well, I you know, at, at one point, if, if you're going to bring out Alex Bregman and, and Jose Altuve for your fans to get autographs, then I think you've got to make them available to answer some questions. Yeah. And if you're going to make them available to answer some questions, I think it's incumbent upon you to sit down with the two of them and say, okay, how do you guys want to address this? Uh, and nobody's saying, hey. Well, not, not how. You give them some direction on how, you, from an organizational standpoint, they should be addressed. Well, I would agree with that in theory. But I, I also know that you know sometimes guys don't want to be told exactly what to say. Sure. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm sure there's some defensiveness on the Astros' part. Uh, because they feel like 
everybody in the world is saying that they didn't win a legitimate world championship and they feel like, hey, we're players, we're, we're competitors, we know what we, we're capable of. But I think there is, four people lost their jobs. Okay, that, let's start with that. Four people lost their jobs. I would say this is, if not the third biggest scandal in Major League Baseball, it's the second biggest scandal in Major League Baseball history between uh, the, the, the Black Sox, the steroid issue, and this. I, I, these are the three biggest scandals I think we've seen in Major League Baseball history. Are you saying it's bigger than the steroids? Could be. Uh, I don't think so. I, I think we see. I, I think it's a. I, I would think it's, it's, I, it's I would elevated think by the times. Are, PEDs are still a much larger situation, and we're we're at least uncovered to be much more widespread than this. Yeah. Um, right. They did much larger. But because this directly, this potentially directly impacted a World Series. Yeah, well, that, that's when I uh, I will say this, and, and we pointed out before, we, we know that teams did this in the past. You know, the 48 Indians did this kind of stuff, the 51 Giants did this kind of stuff, you know, they were, where they had telescopes in center field and they're communicating to a live batter, you know, not not, they're not just collecting information. They, they are, you know, communicating to yeah. a batter what pitch is coming. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing as using technology today, it doesn't matter what it's technology. You're, whenever you are communicating something to a batter as he's hitting, unless it's a, a player, I, don't, I still don't have a problem that the player's standing at second base and he sees something and, uh, and, uh, to, to communicate to one of his teammates, I don't have a problem with that. I do have a problem with a guy sitting in center field with a telescope or with a camera or anything like that. But that kind of stuff has happened in the past. I, but I, I will say – it does rise to another level. If, the, if a guy has got a buzzer on his shoulder, then, my gosh, we have really reached something there. That, that just seems to me to be the height of, of, uh, of the, what we're talking about. What, what more could you do to cheat than that? Well, here, here's, here's this, where it gets really heinous, for lack of a better term, is – once the replay technology invaded the game, and baseball kind of did this on the fly, uh, once it re- invaded the game, everybody immediately took this tool and said, okay, how can we abuse it to help us win games? Right, sure. And then around 2017, when the, when the Red Sox were found to be using communication devices, there's still up in the air whether it was an Apple Watch or a Fitbit, whatever, they were communicating real time from the play, replay room to the dugout. The commissioner said, enough of this crap. Stop it. So there was a warning there, okay? Right. This is not like steroids. There, there was a warning given, and the Red Sox were fined. And the commissioner said, the next time it happens, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring the hammer down. And, and so to have had all of that in place and to then willfully set up the system in mm-hmm. 17, 18, and if you, if you believe all the stuff about buzzers in 2019 – then uh, it is just the height of of the word I've used over and over again is hubris um, above the game, unfair, um, and it, it it you almost want to mock the Astros for all the mugging and all the uh, all the smirking they did. Yeah, well, I'd smirk too if I knew what was yeah. coming all the time. Um, well, you, but I think that's an excellent point, and I, and I think that th- that's the thing that that gets me about this is that because it was even even inside the whole, their own clubhouse, even inside their own dugout, you had the manager AJ Hinch clearly 
not on board with this. He's removing the monitor, damaging the monitor, whatever it was he was doing. And Everything except saying, don't do stop it. Using, don't do, stop yeah. doing it. But, but it, and, and, I, and I, of course, he's, a, he's a, the world's biggest weenie for that, you know, and, and I, that's why I think he shouldn't get another job as a manager. If you can't control your own bench coach, you know, but, but what that, it does need to be explored more. This whole situation is what made Alex Cora think that, yeah, I'm going to do this. I know my manager doesn't want me to do it. I know that the commissioner doesn't want me to do it. I'm going to do it anyway. And yet the Red Sox go on and on. Oh, what a great guy Alex Cora is. And, and you know, he's such a quality individual. And we love him. And they just go on and on and on about it. Yeah, here's a guy who defied his manager, defied the commissioner, and and just said, yeah, we're going to do this. You know, this this is something we're we're going to we're going to do. So that that just blows me away that 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 it happens. So what does that say about baseball in general? Is it really just Alex Cora and Carlos Beltran who just decided we're gonna we're such awful guys, and neither one of them were ever thought of that as that. Carlos Beltran, one of the most respected players in in the game, you know, are we are they they're just such bad guys that they're going to defy everybody? Or is it so rampant in uh, in Major League Baseball this this feeling that no 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 we're just going to do whatever we want to do like we always have? Well, I think it's about isn't it? I think this is in any sport, but I, I think the culture may be even more so in in Major League Baseball where it is just you find an edge if you want to win you do you find an edge at any cost and you rationalize it and justify it by saying, well look I still have to perform. Okay, I knew the pitch that was coming. But I still have to hit it. And is that really giving me an advantage? No, I still have to accomplish this with my athletic ability. And I think in baseball more so than maybe some of the other sports because of how we've seen some of these other things unfold. Like, again, it's the same thing with the, with the PEDs. Yeah. When you know every other major player is doing it, yeah. well, how can I not do it? I'm putting myself at a disadvantage then. That's not fair to me, my earning power, and it's not fair to my team. So I have to do this. So there's always been this rush to, you know, if, if, you, don't, if you aren't looking for a way to get a competitive advantage and work the system to your favor, you don't care enough and you're not doing all you can to win. And I think that becomes ingrained in a culture, and I just think that's just ingrained, and it's ingrained in every sport to some extent. Well, yeah, you I bet. mean, let's let, look. Everybody is trying to get some degree of an advantage, and how they're doing it, you know, often bleeds into a gray area here. What I have said to people over and over again on this is, if you look at the Astros situation, uh, what you what you determine is either they were so egregious in what they did. Um, by setting up this monitor in the dugout that it did cross the line. Or, if everybody else was doing something similar, the Astros were incredibly stupid in the way they communicated this by banging on a trash can. Right. Because they were bound to get caught that way. Yeah. Um, And it shows up in every way. So they're guilty beyond a shadow of a doubt, no matter how you slice it. And this is why, to get back to the point, of, of Fan Fest this weekend, when Alex Bregman is asked about this stuff, I don't expect him to say, I'm sorry. I don't expect him to, to give chapter and verse and detail his role in it. But I do expect him to say, listen, four people have lost their jobs. We believe in the integrity of baseball. We want to prove to people beyond any shadow of a doubt that we are world champions. We take the responsibility for this. We're going to move forward. Now, I'm not going to answer any questions about who did what or what was done in specifics. But this is my statement. 
And for him to get up there and say, the commissioner had a report, the Astros had a report, the Astros made a decision, uh, that's all I'm going to say. It is, and this is, these are players that last year participated in MLB's postseason uh, marketing campaign, which was, we play loud. Well, you can't say we play loud <laughs> and then go silent, okay? That is, that's the situation here, and it's a bad, it, it, it makes the situation look that much worse. The Astros have been a disaster in the way they have handled everything since the last out of the season. Well, especially for Alex Bregman, because it's what Altuve went on with this whole thing, and I, I hadn't heard the thing about his wife, didn't want him to show his chest, I guess, to everybody, which is really weak. Uh, but, but, but Bregman is a very cocky, Please don't stop. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that God. was disgusting. Uh, I'm not going to be able to get that image out of my mind now. Oh, my and I, and it's almost time for lunch. Um, but Alex Bregman is a guy. You seem to be wanting to see somebody's chest. So I was. Alex Bregman is a very cocky guy who, who never has shied away from saying anything. Correct. Talking on that. And when he was standing there kind of just. He looked like, oh, my gosh. I, it, it looked like a guy who had been arrested. And is wandering around and and trying to figure out. Oh my gosh, how do I get out of this? You know, it was. Pitiful. I would not have put. I would not have put these guys up against a wall. I would have had them at a table. Say, here's the statement. If you guys want to answer questions, that's fine. But let's do this in a press conference environment so it doesn't look like you're backed up against a wall. Yeah, it was. It was all really bad. Uh, and I and I thought in particular, Bregman looked really guilty. Uh, and because look, here's the thing. We've, we've concentrated so much on Carlos Beltran. Clearly, what, they, what the commissioner's report said was there were several players involved. In all you, you can imagine it's probably everybody, right? Who's not involved with yeah. it? And so, so they've all got some degree of guilt in all of this. Uh, and I don't know. I, I, the way I've looked at it so far when people have said to me, oh, they, they, should, they should strip them the World Series title. It's like, well, let's, let's hold on. Before we go there, how many World Series titles are, are we going to have to strip here? You know, if we go back and look at this, are we going to just are we going to talk about since the commissioner said specifically you can't do this anymore? Well, then okay. If you want to just go back two years, then 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 we can probably do this. I, I find but, the whole idea of stripping people of titles just to be incredibly stupid. Um, I don't know if it's stupid. It just seems so useless. Well, it just seems hard because here's the thing about it. You can't give it to the team that was the runner-up. They don't want it. Correct. Nobody wants to win a World Series like that. The Dodgers are going to go schedule their parade. I mean, it's like you, yeah. can't, you can't erase all the events of the last no. few years. It's the same thing when the NCAA strips somebody of a national championship, right? Right. You just, you, you're, you're not going to take away that experience. So let's just stop with that. If you wanted to do something punitive, and again, you'd have to fight the Players Association – if you wanted to do something punitive and say you're not eligible for the postseason in 2020 as a result of, yeah. of, of your yeah. actions, yeah. you could try that, but you'd be litigating it all year. Yeah, you would. That, that's a lot of money involved in all that. What about that? taking down banners or not being able to market a championship? I or, think, or, you I know, think, again, I think that would open you up for a lawsuit as well because if you're not taking the title away, you can't tell me right. that can't, I can't say I was right. a champion. Well, well, I will say this. Look. Who takes the Who takes the, the Astros World Championship Series now? Uh, no one ever yeah, will. Get, yeah. I, I think for history now, people will always say, "Oh yeah, that's that's the year the Astros right. won the World Series, sure. right?" You know, so yeah, I, I think it's damaged goods now. I think there is a certain amount of public relations, uh, and you don't have public to, shaming. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you don't have to place any official sanctions on yeah. that to, to change that. 
Um, I, I think that what baseball could have done um, legally is probably take away some international signing money as well. Yeah. Yeah, uh, could have done that. Well, you can take away draft picks. You, there's things. They, and they, well, and they, they took did. away four draft picks, uh, and that's four, a, man. And, and and that's and, and that's about that's, as hard as you could go with with draft picks. I mean, the the penalties that were levied here on this team were unprecedented. I know. What if you took away a whole draft? What if you took took away the 2020 draft? To me, you take away two draft picks in baseball. Yeah, it's damaging. But this is the one of the best teams in baseball. They're going to be picking at the bottom of the round anyway. You know, we oh. see we see the track record for that. I to me, you want to make a real. This is what you do. You we're taking away your twenty twenty draft. That's that. No more. And, and and now that's doing damage to an organization. And the, the one other thing that I thought you could have done is you could have imposed a, a, in in addition to um, the fine, you could have imposed some kind of suspension on Jim Crane as as the owner and and charged him with some degree of oversight here too. And, of course, that would have left this club with no ability to make any decisions whatsoever because I have no idea who would have been running it. But right now it still looks bad enough. Who's uh, going to be the manager? Well, I, Bannister. I, I, I saw a report last night that the Astros have reached out to Jeff Bannister um, and, and will interview him. Is that because uh, he was threatening A.J. Hinch and so they felt like he'd be a good replacement? I think <laughs> it's because he's from Houston, and I'm going to guess he's probably lobbied to get himself a, a, an yeah. interview. Yeah. Uh, Dusty Baker has interviewed. Eduardo Perez will interview. I believe John Gibbons interviewed. You didn't it, mention your pal Buck Showalter. Buck Showalter has the first uh, guy to interview. Has has apparently been contacted. If, if it's me, I, I I really feel like Gibbons or Baker would be the best guy. I think Buck would be the smartest guy, but I don't know if. If Buck would come in there and again try and impose Buck's will on all these players, and he's so controlling and so um, uh, he is, but isn't that what the, the Astros need? Don't they need a manager who's going to take charge? Don't they need a manager who's going to say, "You're doing this my way, not your way"? Um, and, and I, I think you know, my opinion of Buck, I, I think Buck. I think my opinion of Buck, based on him here, is not very high. Uh, but I think around baseball, he's got the reputation of somebody who has has integrity. Well, he's um, a great builder. I think Dusty has a lot of integrity. I think I think if the Astros are trying to restore an image, Dusty would probably be the best guy for that job. And isn't it funny that because what we have said all along is guys like that, why, why isn't Mike Sosha being considered for it? You know, uh, is that, oh, no, nobody wants those old school guys anymore. Now you, you want A.J. Hinch. He's, you know, the exemplar of, of what, what you are trying to get now in baseball, analytics and smart, low-key and all of that. And, and, and certainly we would always say that about A.J., right? A.J. was not the kind of guy who was r ruling things on the iron fist. That's one of the things that got Jeff Bannister fired here was that, yeah, he's trying to throw his weight around a little too much, you know. And, and all of a sudden now it looks like maybe that's what they needed all along, you know. And, and of course, it's just the same thing we were talking about a while ago. There's always different ways to win. You know, no, nothing is ever just exactly the right way. But I think maybe in, in, a, in certain maybe in certain clubhouses, if we're going to just say that the Astros were the only ones, I mean the Red the Astros and Red Sox and Cores connected to both of them, uh, you know maybe maybe this was not as pervasive as we think. Although I will say is, is that if we look around at all the tweets, it was interesting. Always interesting to me. They're always from pitchers. <laughs> They're never from hitters. 
You know, they're always from pitchers who are saying, yeah, you guys yeah. are doing this, you guys are doing that. You know, they're concerned about it. You never see hitters saying, uh, yeah, this was awful what the Astros were doing. Uh, but anyway, so I, I don't know how much of it is going there. But but maybe the Astros in particular need a manager who's who's gonna uh, gonna make these guys you know conform to a certain code of conduct. You know, and this is the way we're gonna do things. And uh, and I don't care if you like it or not. But just the the whole idea of how all this happened, and I think that's part of the deal that makes this all so shocking for everybody. Is that normally investigations run forever. You know, we're all used to NCAA investigations that last for a couple of yeah. years. And then stuff kind of leaks out a little bit, and then it comes out, and then it's very, very formal, and, and it's almost it's a lot of legalese almost. And in this situation, we, we just found out exactly what happened. Like, boom, like well, that. It was so glaring and it was so unsophisticated in how it was carried out, I think, were the two. And Carlos Beltran gets there, and, and of course, that's what the question came up. What was he doing here, you know, while he was a Ranger? Uh, because it's not like he'd been with that organization for years. Yeah. He walks in the clubhouse basically and says, hey, let's do this, you know. And and uh, Alex Cora says, yeah, sure, that's great. You know, let, let's do it, you know. Uh, it's unbelievable to me to think that <laughs> – and as, as you said, because that was the deal all along, people were saying, why are they over there banging on the, on the garbage can lid? You know, why would you be doing that? You know, the, the, the hubris, and, 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 and in a way, it, it, it rises to the level, is this hubris, is this just stupidity? Or, or how could you be so stupid to, to, to pull this and, and think you could get away with and it? And is it also a, a bit of an underlying, well, we're not really doing anything wrong here. Absolutely, and that's the question to ask: is, is is how much of this is going on in baseball? How much is this shrug the shoulders and go? Eh. Are they really gonna? Are they really gonna do something to us? Are you that arrogant to think that everybody else is doing? it? If you do it to us, you're gonna have to do it to everybody, and so therefore we're, we're gonna do this. Sure, and of course that goes back to the well, whole. But that's and the now the that, consequences for players, other than the public image, uh, what is know, the consequence for a player? The commissioner, yeah. the commissioner dared teams to do it, and teams, and, and this team, this team did teams it, did. and. <laughs> And he said, "Okay, we're we're going to bring we're, we are going to bring a, a hammer like we've never brought before." So. Do you think some of it is how much of it was a disrespect for the commissioner? You know, we, we just don't think he's going to do anything. We'll just oh yeah yeah he said this so I I don't care what he said you know. I, well, I think that there's been plenty of conversation about even at this level uh, that there there would be. There would be some managers and, and GMs who would say, okay, if you tell me I'm, I'm going to win a world championship but going to get fired two years later because of cheating, um, that risk is worth the reward. Yeah, maybe so. Um, and, and so I, I, I do think, to your point, uh, particularly where the players are concerned, they felt like oh, the, risks outweigh, the, the rewards outweighed the risk here. Because because here's the, when the first this thing first happened, we all thought it was Jeff Luno was behind all this, right? right? We thought that this was something you know systemic in the organization that they were they were doing whatever they could, and I, I, I we still don't know. I mean, what we don't know is that did Jeff Luno hire Alex Cora, and then that he said just don't worry about what AJ Hinch says. You you do what you got to do in that in that dugout. Did, was was Jeff Luno lying when he said he didn't know about any of this? I don't know, but it, it is disturbing. It's just disturbing on a number of levels. And, it, and to the thing me, that, here's the thing that I find hardest to believe in all of us. Um, these are the things in order, I, I guess, that I find hardest to believe. One, that 
AJ thought the only way to disrupt the system was to break the TV (laughs) and not ever say, stop it. It's so nonsensical. Not call a meeting and say, stop it. Not call his coaching staff in there and say, if these players want to do it, these players may do stuff, but you let them go out and get the technology and you let them go out and do all this stuff, you're going to have no part in it. Okay? There was none of that. So I find the hardest – I find that the hardest thing to believe. The second hardest thing I find to believe here is that, listen, Luna was on the field before every game. Right. He, uh, uh, in this age of analytics, GMs are much more involved with every decision managers make uh, pre and post game. Uh, so I, and, and they're much more involved with knowing the goings on inside a, a, of a clubhouse. So I find it hard to believe that he had absolutely no idea about this. You can't be the smartest man in the room than plead ignorance on – that's a little point. hard. Yeah. Well, I, I think then the commissioner make that clear. I mean, when people talk about, you know, oh, this is not hard enough. It's like you just you just uh, banned a guy for a or banned him. You suspended a guy for a year who you didn't find that he'd done anything. You you found that he he just you just said he should have been responsible. I, I got to tell you, very few times in history of cheating and college scandals and all that kind of stuff did I find situations where somebody got fired or suspended for an entire season or a year who you didn't find that they'd done anything wrong. Well, I I think that uh, there would be a lot of Baylor fans out there who would say, but what about CAB? That's right, yeah. Uh, And I would say, see you later. But, uh, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. But the willful ignorance, you know, defense doesn't work in my mind anymore. I I agree with that. But here's the thing. Let me ask you this. So let's go back to the steroid scandal since we're talking about scandals. So do we think Tony Larusa didn't know that those guys were were doing steroids in the eighties? Are we are we do we think that the people did because people suspected stuff? Sure, people suspected. Listen, these guys are big. They're they're really getting. Why are they so big? You know, I, and I, yeah, they're, they're lifting weights, but holy cow! You know, I think there was willful ignorance of all that. At the at the very least, it's willful ignorance. You we're, we don't want to know. We don't know what you're doing. You know, just do it. You know, it's fine. Just don't let me don't let me find out about it. Uh, I think there was a lot of that. So you never bring it up because then you have culpability. Because never bring it, you it never up discussed and it. say, I don't know what you're doing, but when you're here, I don't want to see. Or So I'm going to say that in every clubhouse, in every dugout in baseball in the 90s, managers were going, okay, just don't. Sure. Just don't want to yeah. see it. So, sure. there, so there's a situation there where people were saying, were not saying, stop, stop doing this. Now, this was a little more clownish in the in the situation with uh, with AJ Hinch that, that I'm going to try to damage the TV monitors. That was that seemed a lot easier to do. Uh, I think that's the, that's the interesting difference to me between the steroid scandal and this one is that in this situation, you know, maybe there was a little bit more of a gray area about it. It wasn't expressly forbidden, you know, that that you could do these kind of things before drug testing and all the rest of it. Uh, and I think maybe that's the that's one of the issues in baseball is that uh, I don't, I don't want to say that there's been more cheating in baseball than any other sport, but we know more about the cheating in baseball than we know about any other sport. And part of the problem has been it's just never been it's never been illegal, you know. The, just like the even though people knew it was wrong, you know, like the like in 48 when the Indians are doing stuff on the scoreboard and then 51, you got a telescope out there. 
they know this is wrong or else they would just tell everybody right afterwards, right? Well, right. here's why we won. We got this guy out here in center field with a telescope. Right. I, I, and, you know, I, I talked to Ben Ryder, the, the Sports Illustrated writer who wrote Astro Ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I asked him, I said, they didn't, they didn't take you down and say, oh, well, here's our, sp- our, our space where we pick up all our signs. He, yeah. And all he said to me about it was, um, uh, I will just say that, you know, I started on this project in 2014. By 2017, uh, as things grew, as they grew closer and closer to actually realizing a world championship, they became a lot less cooperative with the project. So, um, it, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. If you're not pre- – there, there's, there's a thin line, right, between – again, there's so many thin lines in all this, but there's a thin line between being having a proprietary formula that you don't want anybody that, – that you don't want anybody else to get out and – Cheating um, yeah. and doing something that you can't afford to have anybody else learn about. So um, it, it's uh, it's problematic. I, I think that I think that the the goal here by Major League Baseball is not necessarily to dis, to discover every other team that did it between 2017 and 2019. I think the goal is to say it stops now. Yeah, they needed a Ten Commandments here. What, you know, it's just like, what do you go in every clubhouse? What do you What do you see? You see the thing about gambling. No gambling. Right. And that, this is why I made the argument in my Hall of Fame column again, why anybody equate, equating Pete Rose to any of this and saying, oh, Pete should be in the Hall of Fame is full of it. Okay? That rule went into effect shortly. It, it, it went into effect sometime after the 1919 scandal. It had been on the books for 70 years, and it is posted in the Major League rule book. Rule 21D says specifically anybody who has any in any role in the outcome of games, managers, club executives, anybody who has any role in the outcome of games found to be betting on baseball, doesn't say if they bet on their team to win, bet on their team to lose, bet the run total, whatever. It says if they are found to be betting on baseball, they will face permanent ineligibility. And that is what happened with Pete Rose. That's not just on the rule book. That's in every clubhouse. But There's wait, a sign. Rule 21G, the second two, two more paragraphs down, says a copy of this rule, 21, shall be posted okay. in every clubhouse in English and in Spanish. Yeah. So to me, the only guys who would have any out here on that would be those Asian speakers who don't yet who, yeah. who don't necessarily and I think it's been translated yeah. to Japanese and Korean as well for those guys. I, but it is in every clubhouse. And I think now memorandums have gone around and I think things have been posted and I, I it's going to have to be that much more clear that you can't do this stuff any longer. Uh, and these are going to be the potential penalties. I think it's got to be posted in clubhouses. And um, I, I think those are those are the repercussions here because in some ways, you know, it's a, and this was a TV. Guys were using a TV monitor, yeah. right? And it's it basically what you got to do is say, kids, you abused your TV privileges. We're taking away the TV. Mm-hmm. Very quick. I know we have to go here. But to me, the one interesting distinction here, too, is b- between the performance-enhancing drugs and this is we talked about the consequences. I think the, the Astros organization, there are questions about that title, consequences. But as far as individual consequences for players and their status, this is also different than performance enhancing. You know, I, I think there, there are questions about the stats that some of those guys put up, but there aren't going to be the individual questions on these guys. Now, you can still say, well, that one title he won, 
as uh, the Astros. That's a little sketchy. But but look at his numbers overall. And again, the numbers again, it's not a performance enhancing drug. It's only is restricted to home games. So I don't know that the individuals are particularly tainted like this, tainted by this scandal as they have been in performance-enhancing drugs. No, or well, yeah, the, have, no yeah. I mean, because the individual stats that were broken in performance-enhancing drugs, and the guys who were most tainted were the guys who pile, piled up the biggest numbers. And, and same way, yeah. the, the guys who were most tainted here were the guys who won World Series because nobody cares if you cheated and didn't win. Sure. You just, just look like an cheater. idiot. Yeah. Um, but I will say this, and I will make this our final statement, that to your point, Alex Wood, the, the free agent pitcher, I think he just resigned with the Dodgers, actually, tweeted uh, – earlier this week that uh, he'd much rather face a guy on a performance enhancing drug than yeah, somebody who knew that. what mm-hmm. pitch was coming uh, because you are defenseless at that point in time. Um, if, if somebody knows you're throwing a breaking ball and, is, and can lay off of it, they, they wait until they can hit a straight fastball. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it is 1059 and 20 seconds. We were told to be done by 11 o'clock. Tommy was in there waving his arm. I thought he was trying to fly. I couldn't tell what was going on. So Tommy I'm, was flying by the seat of his pants. <laughs> Uh, I'm just going to say, Kevin, say say goodbye to everybody. Goodbye, everybody. David? Thank everyone for joining us on this latest podcast of Ballsy. And uh, we will see you next week when we'll talk more stuff and probably go much longer than we did today. So, So long, everybody. Be sure to subscribe to our weekly episodes on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search the Ballsy with a Z podcast. Until next time, sports fans, we'll see you.